Hello, hello, hello. What is going on, everybody who is listening to Experiences Word Podcast? My name is Andy Brunette. Uh, you call me Andrew Andy Brew. Uh, I mean, this is a recording, so not like <laughs> you can call me live anyway. But if you ever run into me out there, hey, any of those That's things, right. uh, it's all good. Um, yeah, my name is Andy, and uh, with me, I've got Robert Capuano here today. That's right. And uh, man, have we got an episode for you? We are. I am. I'm super pumped. We are. We are very, very excited. Um, Yeah. Last episode, our first episode of Experiences Word. um, Yeah. Really setting the foundation. It's actually called The Foundation. So you can check it out now. It is up on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, We also have a Twitter account. Uh, The Twitter handle is at Experience HW because we couldn't fit Experience's word. It was way too long for Twitter. Uh, But you can find Twitter there. And we post – I will be posting on the Twitter basically every time we upload a a podcast. uh, Once we get some stuff for the content for the YouTube channel, I'll be maybe uploading some clips of just us uh, talking about certain topics of the podcast on uh, from our YouTube channel and everything. Um, that'll also be on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, so we're in here, and oh man, we, we talked about a lot in the first episode. Really, again, setting up the foundation, uh, kind of like why we're doing this, what you know, what we want to do, and um, kind of our goal here. And uh, really, it's. I mean, honestly, it really is just, you know, me and Robert coming together and just like, hey, let's just basically do a Bible study and hit record and see what happens. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of yeah. that was kind of like our idea, um, because, yeah. again, there has been it's been a lot of input uh, throughout the years and uh, to actually have somewhere to um, to to as as a source of output to kind of put all these revelations that the Lord has revealed to both of us. Um you know, it's it's a really fun time, and I uh, I hope you guys will enjoy because we we have a lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah this is going to be super fun. I'm excited for this episode. We're gonna continue the conversation from episode one, which um, between Brew and I, we um, have a good place where him and I, where you and I just. We were talking about how we were walking around um, the conference center for what was it? Um, I think it was Azusa. Yeah, something it was. In it was Cleveland. Azusa. Yeah. Now, in yeah, Cleveland? right. Yeah, we were in Cleveland. We uh, we talked about this in the last episode, but I we, I kind of briefly brought it up, but we wanted to expand right. upon it today. Um, we want to dive in? Yeah. So uh, Robert was uh, opened up Matthew eighteen to me, and um, there's a verse in there that. Uh, you know, whenever you hear it and whenever you read it, it's that you you can take it how how you will. Um, but there's a much deeper meaning, uh, and so um, it says, "Where two or more are gathered uh, in my name, there I am among them." That's Matthew eighteen twenty. And so, yeah. on the surface, preconceived notions. The way that I I've always looked at that was it's okay. Out. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. So that's Jesus' words. And I've always seen it as like, yeah, of course, you know, we gather in community with each other, you know, as brothers and sisters in Christ, or we gather in a church and Jesus is there. The Holy Spirit is there, is moving. Um, You know, we, we hear a lot of times in church, especially, 
you know, Father, I just ask that you just you just come into the room, right? I just ask sure. that your presence is here. But like his presence is already there because Absolutely. he's he's omnipresent, right? He you know, said he said that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Right. And yes. And Jesus said that to his people and to his disciples. And so he isn't lying. And so whenever you're by yourself, Jesus is with you. Exactly. And so whether you ask him to be or not, he's with you. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, you look at that, it's like, yeah, like Jesus will be the Holy Spirit will be here whenever we're communing together, which he is. But he's he also is. there whenever you're alone in your prayer closet by yourself. Right. Because so we need to dial in yes. to what is the Lord getting at. Right. So whenever it says right. we're two or three are gathered, what like what does that what does that mean? Because yeah. if he's omnipresent and if he's saying, oh, there I am among them when two or three are gathered, like people might ask, like, well, then that means he's not omnipresent. If he's saying, yeah, I'm here whenever you guys are gathered together, you right. know, it, it, people might be able to raise questions about that. And so, um, yeah, Robert opened this up to me and it kind of just changed the way that I I consumed the word because now it was this revelation that was, was like a breakthrough moment for it you. It was. Right? It was a huge breakthrough moment because it was one of those things where I've had a preconceived notion of what this verse has said and what from what I've heard in church. And that's kind of what I just rolled with. But then actually looking at the context of, you know, what Jesus is saying here and reading like a little bit before and kind of gauging like what they're actually talking about, it changes everything. It changes sure. everything. And so that's where that's what we're going to dive into today, which I'm, I'm so excited to. Yeah to share this because it's it's so cool but um and it's it's totally fascinating to me like completely because the fact that the lord would use matthew 18 in your life to be like an on-ramp for the scriptures to go super deep like for that for matthew 18 to be the invitation in your life to like crack open the door of just like whoa this is way more than i thought like it was this changed how you view the entirety of the word of God, didn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And here's what's crazy because crazy. that verse is so ironic into that being the one that kind of changed how I how I view it because it, it literally says, where two or more are gathered, there I am with them. And it's Jesus revealing, being with me, revealing what what this is actually saying to me, right? <laughs> and so it's like, he's like, like oh, we said this, we said this, I think in the last episode, but Ephesians 1 and I love this. It's it's talking about how Jesus wants to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So Jesus right. wants to actively and freely give us revelation, right? Yeah. So we're not just, you know, like we, we go to church and we listen to sermons and preachers. And that, that is meant to equip us. That is meant, church is meant to equip us uh, with the word, you know? Um, but it should, we shouldn't just... Like our pastor is not our Bible, if that makes sense. So like, yeah. you know, our pastor will equip us and, you know, help us be more inspired, like, you know, read the word and, and kind of, you know, understand some things in the word. But more importantly, like we should be more inspired to dig into it ourselves Absolutely. after, 
you know, like going to church, listening to a sermon um, and then kind of being like, you know what? I want to read more about this, you know, totally. Um, I will take whenever somebody's preaching, I will like test everything according to the word. Yeah. And what that's done is it's caused me to grow ready for this. It's kind of surprising. Caused me to grow extremely slow. Hmm. So <laughs> and the reason why? Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why is because I don't take anybody's word for anything that they say from a pulpit to be true instantaneously. Right. Because I'm testing everything that's said according to the word. And what happens is you have to do a ton of work and a lot of labor. Yeah, and that's First Corinthians three, isn't it? Or we have to uh, labor. We have to labor for Christ. It's in there I, somewhere. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's it laboring yeah. for Christ. And so, like, again, that's like another one. It's like we look at it and it's like, yeah, we got to do like all these, you know, we have to serve, we have to serve Jesus, you know, whatever that looks like, maybe in your church. But it also might look like me, oh man, me laboring for, for Christ is me actually digging into the word and laboring in the word. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, the also to the elders and the, um, the teaching pastors from, I think, 2 Timothy 5, maybe? They are, because they labor in the word, they're worthy of double honor. Oh, wow. And so they're, yeah, they're, it says that they're treading out the grain. and Treading out the grain, I love that. Yeah, because they are, I love that because when you tread out grain, you're, you're, the end result is making bread. And so you would oh, deliver fresh, you would, yeah. you would work to labor and deliver fresh bread to the people and Jesus being the very bread. The bread, that you would uh, yes, that, that's exactly where my, where my brain went. You're, right. Yeah, Jesus, the bread, the bread of life, man. And Come on, dude. that's so good. There, That's a revelation okay. right there. <laughs> Dang. It, I know. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's do this. I'm going to pray. We're going to dig into Matthew 18. Absolutely. And here you guys ready? Ready for this? I am. I'm so ready. All right. Father, I come before you now in Jesus' name, and I thank you so much for the revelation of your Son. His glory, His beautiful majesty, Lord, fills the heavens. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. And I ask Holy Spirit, as we dive into Matthew 18, open up Matthew 18 to us now to me fresh, to brew fresh, to everyone listening, illumine the text and reveal Jesus to us. Give us the milk that we need, the nourishment and the meat of who Jesus is, that it would impact our hearts, that we would experience him. Lord, we just thank you that in every place we go, your preeminence is the highest goal the best aim your preeminence is paramount jesus wherever we go in your text and so we love you lord open up matthew 18 to us in jesus name amen all right all right amen here we we go all right so starting in matthew 18 verse 15 ready i'm ready i'm in the new king james by the way um brew and i are on this podcast we're gonna flip between new king james i've got esv right now esv yeah we'll use a little bit of the nlt yeah well and we'll we'll let y'all know which uh translations we're using um yeah just so you guys can better understand 
uh, and, and we'll probably along. do a whole podcast on translation stuff in the future. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a whole other thing in oh. itself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Matthew really cool. eighteen fifteen. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Hmm. And if he refuses to hear, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And again, I say to you that if, here it is, that if two or, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Woo! Okay. That is that is a, so, that is a passage. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is. I love this. There. I love this so much. There's so much. Okay. So first things first, let's go to verse 21. So we just read the end of verse 20. Let's go to 21 real quick. Yeah, this is so Because 21, 21 reveals everything that the Lord's getting at from verse 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. So Peter responds to Jesus speaking, and because um, that was Jesus speaking in 15 to 20. Um, but Peter responds to Jesus speaking. He says this, 20, verse 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 77 times. Or 70 times 7. Okay. All right. So that right there is everything that Jesus is getting after. Now, in this moment with Peter and Jesus, Peter has never heard something like this before in his life. Right. Right? Yeah. He's never heard this before because he's like, Lord, how many times if my brother sins against me, is it just, you know, up to 7? And and how Jesus responds is is something Peter's never heard before. So what I'm about to say... I would reckon that <laughs> that people that are listening might have never heard this before, what I'm about to say. Right. Because this was brand new to Peter, and he's never heard this before. So let's flip back to verse 15. Check this out and look at the specific wording here. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, so an injustice that's done to you. So let's say, Brew, I burn your house down. Terrible injustice. Oh, I've sinned against how you. how dare and, you? <laughs> and I'm just burning with anger towards you and your family or something like that. And I sin directly against you. I ruin all your stuff. So, so okay. basically I'm Job in this situation. Y- you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So it says this, Jesus says to, to what to do. He says, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Now watch, this is the key right here. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. All right. Yeah. So what Jesus is doing is is radical forgiveness. 
Yes. Now, now the way that this has been broken down to me is something like this. I'm going to I'm going to describe how Matthew 18:15 to through 20 has been described to me in church culture as I grew up. Something like this. Okay. If you're if your brother sins against you, um you're going to go and tell him what he's done wrong to you. And and if he doesn't if he doesn't repent, well you're going to get somebody else to show him what he's done because he's going to freaking learn a lesson. Huh? Mm. <laughs> and and if and if you go with the with somebody else, well, and and then now he oh, he still didn't listen. Oh, this loser, he still didn't even listen to me. Are you kidding me? Now we're really angry. So now what we're going to do is we're going to go to the head pastor. We're going to go to the assembly and we're going to get we're going to put so much shame on this guy. I this guy never saw this coming. We're going to shame the mess out of him. We're going to literally be like the Pharisees and that girl who was caught in adultery. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. go get him. And we're going to drag him before the church. We're going to throw him down. Hopefully he's bloody at that point. Good riddance, this terrible sinner. And then we're all going to lash out on him as a group of a thousand people. Right. <laughs> it's it's silly. That's the spirit behind how I've been taught this chapter. This right, and it, you know it's it's right it's, because it's very much rooted up in uh, religion, right? And it's totally, yeah. It's, it's you're basically what you're describing is the Pharisees, like pretty pretty yes. verbatim, you know. Uh, and oh, that's so crazy. Like yeah. So so go ahead. Because um, so, now so we want to hear the. It, the other side. So right. it wouldn't make any sense at all for Peter's response to be, so Lord, how many times shall I forgive this person then? Yeah, right that, after Jesus says we're two or three are gathered, right? Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes no sense based on, oh, we're going to bring the, the heavy spirit of the law and become ultra Pharisees towards this person who sinned against me. Right. Thinking that Jesus is now trying to make Pharisees and trying to shame people publicly. That's, right. And then Peter goes, oh, wow, I didn't know that I could shame people publicly. How how many times should I forgive my brother? You're like, wait, right. that yeah. doesn't right. make any sense. Right. Yeah, so right. the fact so that Peter's asking about forgiveness um, kind of gives you the context that this, this passage right here is all about forgiveness. Absolutely. And yeah. what Peter would have heard, he would have heard the very spirit behind Jesus speaking was so sweet, was so tender, was so merciful that he would have gone, Lord, I've never heard anything like this. Are you telling me that I've, I got to forgive him like seven times? Right. Cause I actually, go, okay. So it's so funny. Get, Cause like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but cause like they're probably, they're probably more, they're probably used to Pharisees looking down on them and shaming them, you know, 100%. being fishermen, Whatever, you know, like, so it's, that's why, like, this is, it's so important to kind of see Peter ask this because it's like, yeah, this, this verse, this whole thing is about forgiveness, you know? And so, because they have probably been used to that for a good portion of their life. They would have known heavy handed law all around them. Right. In their culture. So, so the key is in verse 15, Jesus says, if your brother hears you, you have gained your brother. Now, now, gaining your brother looks like somebody's sin against you, but you 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 forgive the injustice, and 
at the the end result of the conversation is, hey, you did this against me. It really hurt me, but I love you and I forgive the offense. Yeah. And then gaining, and if he hears you, that gaining your brother looks like maybe tears, maybe hugs. Yeah. And maybe like a profound depth of friendship that is even more unbroken than you be than it was prior. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? That's gaining that's gaining your brother. So so then then Jesus goes, Okay, so if he doesn't listen to you the first time, listen, you're gonna be on mission to gain your brother. Meaning that right. you're gonna pour so much lavish forgiveness love upon this person who's done you wrong. Then now we're talking Jesus. Now we're talking like the spirit of the Lord here, because this is who he is. Right. He goes, I want you to I want you to gain your brother. I know he's done wrong to you, but I want you to forgive the offense. Go again, grab somebody else and partner with them and be like, hey, this is what they did to me. We're gonna go in there together, not yes. to bring shame on him, but to release forgiveness towards him. Right. And I think, you know, that that mindset and kind of understanding that is that's so important because that can make or break honestly somebody's relationship with jesus you know yeah like, yeah because if you because let's be real if if we're going back to the example and you actually burn my house down do sure. you do you do you deserve forgiveness probably <laughs> not you don't no deserve it at all. No way. Like you're you're gonna get what's coming to you. You're gonna go yeah. to jail for arson for whatever. But that's why Jesus is so beautiful because we deserve. We don't deserve forgiveness. Absolutely right. Not. Right. You know, and having this mindset of you know what this person sinned against me, but I'm gonna do whatever it takes to go the extra mile and to forgive him and the love on him man that is that it's life-changing it's That's absolutely Jesus, life-changing bro. because right. that person on the other end who committed the sin is not expecting that right because it's right. it's the law right to like to the shame the shame is written all over the law right so it's like oh, that's yeah. the expectation you come in here and you're saying hey you know, what you, again, what you did was wrong. Cause we're not saying like, you know, what, you know, people committing, like it's wrong they, to commit sins against right people. Right. Yeah. We're not yeah. justifying any yeah. sins or anything, but to actually forgive the person and love them. Oh my gosh. Could that will change somebody's life <laughs> because you have to become like Jesus to do this. You have to, absolutely. you have to let the injustice, you have to take it in yourself absolutely and receive the injustice and let it be received on your end and then give that to the lord and like sort through that with him and you're basically like copying jesus on the cross a hundred percent and i think we're gonna get into that a little bit later yeah yeah like ah that's it right there i mean that's that's gonna be the that's gonna be the center of all of this is like right literally do unto others as what you would want done unto you. But it's like, we couldn't even expect like the fact that the God of the universe came down, humbled himself as a child born in a manger, right? And lived out our life as us died the death that we deserve. My goodness. It sounds ridiculous, but it's, it's, 
it happened, <laughs> you know, it happened. Yeah. And that's why we can talk about this stuff. Like, that's why we're able, that's why, that's why we are so passionate about doing this because we believe this 100%, 100%. Right. And like, if I don't have Jesus, man, I don't have anything. Like I, I, it's what's, what is the point of my life if it wasn't living for Jesus? You know, like there's, yeah. cause we can get so caught up in just like working, saving up for retirement and then just chilling after we retire. And it's like, what do we like? There's so much more. There is sure. so life much I want more. All. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So basically so, what so Jesus does is he's going to change your life. That is the short, <laughs> <laughs> that's the short version of it. Anyway, sure. getting back on track. <laughs> so so he goes when your brother when when you've got another person because anything is established on two or three witnesses. Now you've got like let's say two or three friends coming along with you. To, to release forgiveness on this person that's done you the injustice. If your brother still isn't gained, or if you haven't received the breakthrough moment with him yet, then then you would bring him before the church, not to shame him, but to release forgiveness over him, to pray for him. Absolutely. And to have the church lay hands on him. And if he doesn't repent from that, from those moments in the congregation, then he wouldn't be walking with the Lord and walking in the Spirit. Right. And I, it's, right. it's and interesting. so you, that's why you would treat him as a heathen, meaning like he's he's openly walking in sin right. at that point. But what's yeah. so interesting is because it, it, it's um, in the ESV version, right? It says, yeah. if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. And it's crazy because when I – because, you know, I, so essentially let him be to you as like what you said, like – a heathen, a sinner, someone walking in sin. But now looking at the person of Jesus and the fact that Jesus is saying this, how did Jesus treat those people <laughs> with unconditional so love? With Absolutely. unconditional love. So it's not Absolutely. saying because that that's so important to grasp is because right. Jesus is saying he's not saying don't treat them horribly. Don't shame them. He says, let them be to you. As a yes. Gentile and a, and a tax collector. So when you see them, it's like, okay, like, here's how I'm, I'm going to treat them. I'm not going to spit on them now. Right. I'm not going to spit on them when they're, oh, you're not a heathen and a tax I'm collector. I'm going to treat them with Without unconditional you. love. That's right. Because Absolutely. that's how Jesus deals with people that are living in sin. Exactly. And practicing sin. Exactly. Right. And I think, I think too many that's times amazing. people might look at that as like a free pass to maybe pass judgment on wow you know wow. on somebody who you know they wronged me and i tried to go and and forgive them and they didn't want any of it and so it's like you know what you just get out of my way i because because i'm trying to unleash forgiveness and you're not receiving it that means that i'm better than you and all this stuff people think that might be a free pass no jesus because sure. this you have to remember this is Jesus saying this, which me, and if you know the person of Jesus, you know that the call and the mission is no different. Whether it was yeah. you're talking to your brother or you're talking to somebody who's living in sin or who's struggling with whatever, you know? Sure. So that's it right there. Amazing. Love them that's unconditionally it. no matter what. Right. Absolutely. 
So, so Jesus goes, continuing on, verse 18, he goes, As surely I say to you, now here's the phrase, we've probably, you know, people that are listening, maybe you've, if you've been in church for any length of time, you might have heard this phrase. It's in different songs too, but he says, Assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Yeah. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And I know there's people out there that are wondering what that phrase means. Well, it's set in the context of forgiveness. forgiveness. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so what that looks like practically is that you look at Jesus on the cross and he's hanging there. And this is the best example ever because he is the best example. And <laughs> he's hanging there and all of the accusation, the mockery, the... Um, so much injustice is being heaped upon him by other people. And in his heart, he's carrying Matthew 18, which is whenever somebody's done you wrong, well, what do you do? And so he goes, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose will be loosed in heaven. So he says this, after all the injustice and in light of all the injustice done to him, he doesn't lash out and say shame on you or try to hurt other people right but what he does is he looses something he releases release loose <laughs> it's kind of similar <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah he says he says father forgive them forgive them for they do not know what they're doing he is treating them as a heathen and a tax collector like to your point which is they need salvation they need grace they need saved Right. And he's loosing forgiveness upon the people, and Unleashing through history, that would end. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. And in hit time and space, it's the people right there. But throughout human history, it's you and I too. You know, it's so crazy. I'm actually yeah. looking at the original Greek for the word "loose" in this context. Yeah. So the ESV version: Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Here's what's so interesting about loose. So the definition is to break up or destroy or dissolve. So it's Mm. like he's unleashing forgiveness, but as he's unleashing forgiveness, he's loosening up maybe kind of, maybe all the, the walls, right, that you might be, might have up, in your heart wow and it's 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 being if i'm unleashing forgiveness right and that means that honestly like i'll just like i'll just give kind of my perspective of this right jesus unleashes forgiveness on me which means the the walls that i have had put up in my heart completely struck down right because it's like i i don't deserve this (laughs) like bro Dude, Bro, you know, Jesus, Jesus is our brother from Hebrews chapter two. And, and he gained his brother. Wait, hang on. I gotta, I gotta look at <laughs> Hebrews two now. Cause I've, I don't know what that says. <laughs> it's I, I'm referencing Hebrews two when Jesus is in the midst of the congregation and he says about his brethren, which means that he's linking the believers as his brothers and sisters, his, oh. his brethren, his people. And so, so think about this. Think about Matthew 18 in light of Jesus saying that we are his brethren. 
he would release forgiveness oh, so that he would gain course. us gain a brother. and we're his brethren, his brother. We oh. are his brethren that he's gained because he released forgiveness to us. Oh, that's insane. And like you're saying, going off of what you're saying about the walls, we had the walls up and he came to us. That's the gospel. That is. He came to us yeah. and he <laughs> he released forgiveness. He wanted to reach out and... and for love and mercy yeah. on us, even oh, though we man. did injustice to him because he wanted to gain us. Isn't that a crazy? That's so crazy. The church as the Ugh. brethren. And, and it says, you know, if your brother listens to you, gain a brother. I never, never even looked at that that way before. But that. <laughs> Me neither, dude. This that, is on the fly. It comes full. Yeah, we did. We were. This is the Lord, man. But like. It is. It comes it is. full circle. And it's, man, like. It's also like it's. You know, I said walls at first, but now that I'm like looking at it, it makes more sense that it's it's it would be chains, right? Because oh, you're yeah, bound yeah. by chains. Unleash yeah. forgiveness. The chains are loose, and you're free. Wow. Yeah, uh, that's definitely it could be like, yeah, pr prison walls. Prison walls too. Prison, chains, walls, prison walls, of course. Yeah, uh, the prison walls yeah. are broken down, struck down, and oh wow. man, I mean, sheesh! Look at the look at the veil to the holy <laughs> of holies, man. That thing was torn in two. <laughs> wow. When Jesus died on the cross, man, it was loosened. The veil to the Holy of Holies was loosened completely. Jesus. Dude. Uh, because Jesus unleashed forgiveness and now we can walk. That's, oh, man, that's a whole other episode talking about <laughs> forgiveness. I'm gone right now. Uh, I'm <laughs> gone. The, the, the veil, the Holy of Holies, oh, uh, man, the, the significance of the tabernacle and how that just exuberates jesus in every way man we have like we said in the last episode we have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of content <laughs> that we can yeah. talk about because the bible's alive it's never ending and it, it you're gonna get something different every time you open it up and we're gonna get new content that we've never even discovered before because yeah. the holy spirit like like what i prayed like he's yeah he illumines the text and i i included myself like i want spontaneous revelation on the fly things i've never seen before and on a text geez. that i've taught before to other people like that's right. what i want i want to experience him yeah that's why it's called experience uh, his word we we are experiencing it. it in real time like i i've <laughs> never heard that before and i'm just like that was that's the icing on the cake for me yeah. that's it right there man and because it, it, it's funny because right it's you know um why does it say brother why doesn't it say like women or sister sure. right sure because the the in biblically right the church uh, is referred to as the brethren and so that Absolutely. actually makes sense right it's not like a gender thing it's just right. like we're made in the image of jesus right and so yep. it's yeah so it's it's really really cool man <laughs> <laughs> you mind if i you mind if i take us um in a with the rest of this real absolutely quick. no please please do. okay okay so look at this verse verse 19 um well actually real quick just verse 18 so just to define it clearly so that people listening they can understand binding means that you withhold or you have it bound so if you have the opportunity to release forgiveness and you don't and you are dealt injustice something someone has wronged you Mm -hmm. to bind forgiveness would be like this. I am not going to forgive that person. Right. 
that's binding, okay? Mm-hmm. Loosing is I release <laughs> forgiveness to them. Okay, there you go, binding and loosing. All right, so again, I say to you, which we're going to tease that out in a second because I know that we got to do some damage control, and I know there's questions that people think of when I say that right. and give that Absolutely. definition because people are like, wait, then if I just bind it, then it's bound in heaven? Wait, what does that mean? Okay, hold up. Hold on one second. We'll get there. Verse 19, Jesus says, Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, set that in context, meaning that we're asking the Lord to pour out forgiveness towards the person that has wronged us. So if you show up in a prosperity gospel place and they're preaching me, 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 and God wants to give me everything and money and promotions and cars and all the stuff then you're going to you're going to take that verse out of context and go oh wow i'm going to pray with somebody and god's going to give me a new bmw right five bmws in my in my garage and a new house no 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 that's nothing ever what the lord is getting at right he says this he says whenever you've been wronged and two or more of you gather together to agree you're crying out not for your sake, but you're crying out for the sake of somebody else. Now we're talking Jesus, man. Yeah. Right. And the the Lord says that Jesus says that it'll be done for them by my Father in heaven because you're crying out not for selfish gain. You're that's, crying out for the gain of somebody else. That's so crazy because, again, you uh, – if you don't mind if I interject for a second. Oh, yeah. Just, I'm it. just externally processing because, you know, we – I've, I've heard this verse preached, you know, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done by them by their Father in heaven. And out of context, I've heard that preached about, yeah, if you ask, you know, asking you shall, shall receive, right? Sure, and of yeah. course, that, that's true. But like in context with, with this verse, in verse 19, no, it's you're asking on behalf of somebody else. And Who's wronged you. Exactly. So that's, that is the context of that. It's like whenever it says... You know, here's what here. Oh, this is so crazy. Um, because the word ask, you ready for this? Yeah. The word ask in the Greek, uh, one of the definitions is crave. Whoa. So it's like, wow, interesting. Again, I have ESV version. It says, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything, they, they ask, they crave, right? Wow. It'll wow, be done wow. for them by my Father in heaven. I am craving for this person who wronged me to know Jesus and to know forgiveness. Come on, that's Man. amazing. It's not That's amazing. It's not a selfish desire, right? I'm not craving, you know, five BMWs and <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you were saying. Yeah. And like some maybe some prosperity teachers might preach. No, that's not what this is. I am craving for this person who has done me dirty to know Jesus above anything else and to know forgiveness so That's that amazing. they can have forgiveness unleashed on them so that they can experience what real love actually looks like. And and what's crazy is that it actually hurts you. Yes. That's the that's the crazy part is to to ask the Lord to bless them because and they've hurt you hurts you <laughs> the person asking. For sure. It hurts. It mm-hmm. hurts because they they did you wrong. They like, don't let's deserve get, it, right? They don't deserve yeah. it, and it hurts. And that's self sacrificial love, and that's what Jesus is doing. This is the cross, just in Matthew eighteen, right? Because it hurts for him 
to cry out, Father, forgive them, because it causes more blood to pour out of his body if he says that. Oh, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but the Father in heaven, just as the verse says, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. And God the Father does release forgiveness. That's what's crazy. But Sheesh. it hurts the person asking because there's been a wrong done to you. Right. Oh, dude, I, I love this. So then verse 20, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, in Jesus' name, in the spirit of the most loving person ever, we gathered together in my name. He says this, and this is what I this is what I wanted to share, which is this piece right here. He says, I am there in the midst of them. Now, now that we framed this up, this verse in context is gorgeous. This is amazing. Because he goes, he goes, whenever two or three now are gathered together in my name, releasing and loosing forgiveness, he says, I'm there. In the midst of them. Now, here's what's crazy. Think about this. We don't want Jesus there. Hmm. In the flesh, when somebody's done you wrong, you don't, in the flesh, want Jesus there. Wow. In the flesh, you want vengeance. You want them to suffer. Right. And you want God out of the picture so that they get what they deserve. Wow. What Jesus is saying here is, I'm coming to the place where you're most uncomfortable. I will be there. Wow. Loosing forgiveness, and I will be doing this. I will be present with you. So we're going to have to walk in the Spirit because I'm going to be there. I'm wanting to be there releasing forgiveness with you. Wow. And the the profound part is that you can grab so let's say for example, I'll I'll be vulnerable for a moment. Go for it. A person in my life left our family. Hmm. And they just left. Wow. And they're and they're gone. You know what you know what level of pain yeah. that has done to me and my family? Right. For for a family member to just go, I'm out. I quit mm-hmm. the family. You know what oh my gosh. So listen. In that place of pain, in the flesh I don't want Jesus there when I you know what I mean? Like just being right. I'm being vulnerable. I me, Robert Capuano, by myself. I, I, it's not my will to release forgiveness on that person. They did so wow. much damage to my family, to me, to my family members. So much damage. But, but here's what, where it gets the profound application of this is my brother and I, Jacob, we've gathered together, him and I have been like, bro, me and you, let's pray for the release of forgiveness towards that person. Wow. Because it's not my will that that would happen. Me, you know, absent from the Lord. Me, absent from the unsaved. I'm not with Jesus. I don't want them to have forgiveness, right? That's right. the world. Of course. Nobody in the world's going to do that. Okay. But but me in the Spirit, saved by the grace of God and connected, walking in the Spirit, I want to please Jesus. I want to walk with the Lord. And so it's the practical application is grabbing someone grabbing another person and say, hey, this person's wronged me. 
Will you pray with me to release forgiveness on that person? Sheesh. That's what Jesus is getting yeah. at. And that's why Peter, that's why Peter responds the way that he does in verse 21. Because right, now, right now it sets after. it up perfectly. Yeah. So go for it. Read verse 21. Look what yeah. it says. Yeah, so uh this is right after Jesus says, We're two or three gathered in my name, there I am among them. Peter says, Lord, how often Will my brother sin against me and I forgive them as many as seven times? And then Jesus says, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times, right? Yeah. And, oh gosh, like it's, that's it right there. That that brings the context that's full it. circle. You know, whenever right. we're talking about where two or three are gathered, it's not, you know, it's not just, yo, Jesus is here. No, it's, me and Robert, we're coming together. We're gonna and we're gonna pray forgiveness upon this person, right? Yep. And Jesus is and, there. And the promise is that Jesus is releasing forgiveness with us. Yes. He's the He's the initiator of that process, and yeah. He's inviting us into that process with. He's inviting if you and I did that together wow. to release forgiveness on somebody. Jesus would be initiating that process because it's in the spirit that that happens. Yeah, that's like, and He would uh, be. In, inviting us into that with him yeah that's that is i think that's the perfect that's like the perfect way to put that uh like jesus i love that jesus is the initiator of forgiveness and he's inviting us in into it with him right it's it's kind of you know it's kind of funny reading this again it's kind of like it kind of is like it's an invitation right yes it is. Which, when you said that, I was like, of course, right? Because he wants us to be like him. And he wants us <laughs> to understand his love. And, so oh, good. gosh, that's so good. He initiates, and we are invited in to partake in it and to partner, partner with the Lord in unleashing forgiveness and loosening up the chains of bondage and religion and whatever, shame, all yep. that jazz— he wants to partner with us and invite us into it. And I think that is an honor that, you know, we, gosh, it, we don't deserve it. But he, yeah. we're, you know, the the Lord, we're his kids, man, like literally. <laughs> and so, of course, he wants, gosh, that's even more like talking about, oh, my gosh, like the will of God for your life, right? You know, like the will of God for your life is Jesus. That's yep. the Father's will. And 100%. of like, if a father is to pass on his will to me, right? He's passing on Jesus to me. And if the father, the father, here's what I'm trying to get at, because I have a lot of thoughts right now. <laughs> but like, and this, this is why Robert's here because I tend to just say things, and then Robert's like, let me, let me kind of break this down, right? Like, <laughs> You're good. Um. The father, if a if a father, if a father, if a dad is passing down his will to his his sons or his daughters, right? That can look like I mean anything, like monetary. It could be sure, land, land, property, yeah, whatever. The father himself passing down what's passing down his will. He's passing. He says, "I." It's kind of like this. He's passing down the will to forgive, and he's giving it to us. Like, we are being invited into Jesus, 
into the Father's will, the embodiment of which is unconditional love and forgiveness. Yeah. Right? It's just yeah. like... Oh, so, so good. Crazy. See, so you mind if I do um, a little... Uh, teasing out of what I said, I was like, we'll get there in verse 19. Yes. Uh, yeah, about binding, binding, on and, binding and losing. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. Right. So for the person that's listening and they're like, I, I'm still unsure. I need like real biblical evidence that that's actually what binding is. Sure. And that's sure actually thing. what losing is. Well, for we got, we're, we're here and, and Jesus is here and he's going to keep talking. And the parable that he tells next is going to, perfectly describe what he means by binding and loosing. Yeah. So we're just going to keep reading. So ready for this? Yeah. Okay. So verse 23, um, therefore, this is Matthew 18 still. We're just continuing on. Matthew, uh, Matthew 18, 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts... One was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant, here it is, was moved with compassion, released him. Wow. There it is. And forgave him the debt. <laughs> it's That's funny because it. my version also says released him and forgave him the debt, like word for word. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's it, because in context he just said, loose in heaven, right? Whatever you bind on earth will be bound, whatever you loose on earth. And then he says the parable and then he says he released him and forgave all of the debt that's it that's loosing forgiveness so good that's yeah. it um i think uh what kind of brings this full circle for me i don't i don't know if you wanted to yeah. add anything else to that no go for it um, go for it but what's really cool is um the thing that like the the piece of the the revelation that hit the most for me was Whenever Jesus does say, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them, we have to account for the fact that Jesus is a person and he's Oh, I love where you're going with this. Yes. yes, yes. So Jesus being a person and <laughs> oh gosh, I mean, we can go into the omnipresence of Jesus and uh, the fig tree. Todd, Nathan, Nathaniel, we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but holy heck, like Jesus being one with the Father and the Spirit, right? He's he is a person. And so, like, you can be by yourself in your bedroom, and there is two or three, there's two people in the in the room. Because <laughs> Jesus is always with you. And yep. where two or three are gathered, there I am. And Oh, uh, what got it for me is Acts 7, bro. Yes. It's Acts 7. Take me there. Let's go. Take yeah, us there. So it's Acts 7, and I believe it's verse 52, 54, 54. So it's the stoning of Stephen. And so Stephen is literally just an ordinary guy who just loves Jesus. 
He just loves the Lord. Nothing special about him. He's just an or I think actually he was I, I was it Stephen. I think it was Stephen. Yeah, he was like it was Stephen or Ananias. I might get the two mixed up, but he actually just like, you know, he was just like serving tables like he was just like wiping down tables or something like in the yeah, congregation. Was yeah, he was just yeah. a servant, right? Just a dude who loves Jesus and was serving in uh, ministry, you know, yeah. to put it in that perspective. So basically, um, there's people going around persecuting Christians. Um, Saul, before he was converted to Paul, being at the head of this, uh, and essentially they get a hold of Stephen, and they don't like they they don't like that you know he's proclaiming Jesus right because yeah, these guys are all hated about, him they hated him they, they because these guys are again they're like you know. The, the Pharisees kind of at the time, right? They're very religious. They're about the law. Like, talking about Jesus, that's a no, man. Like, because, you know, because um, Jesus... They didn't think Jesus was the Messiah They at didn't all. think Jesus was his Messiah, but he, he was, right? And so, yeah. this is crazy, man. So, they get a hold of Stephen, and Stephen is getting actively persecuted. And this is verse 54, uh, we, in Acts can we actually 7. start in 51? Yeah, let's start in 51. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, because I, I think this is, um, is this, uh, I think this is Stephen talking in, in 51, if I believe. Um, it is, yeah. Stephen's yeah. preaching right now. So, yeah. verse, Acts 7, verse 51. This is the ESV, the English Standard uh, Version that I'm reading. You stiff. Real, real, real sorry, quick, real quick. Sorry. In verse 48, Stephen says one of the, the highest, most offensive things towards a religious system. Stephen is going full blaze iconoclast and is and is destroying and desecrating yes. to the highest degree in verse 48, which is setting up why the Pharisees were, and the religious people, oh, and the scribes yeah. and Pharisees, why they were literally going to kill him, and they wanted right. to kill him, and they did, is because he said in verse 48, Stephen said, however, the Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands. Right. He just said that the Most High, he doesn't dwell in temples. He doesn't dwell in church buildings. He doesn't dwell right. there because he dwells in the temple of the the temple of the Holy Spirit as people. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's 1 Corinthians uh, 3.16, I think. Like your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. right. And here's The building is not the temple. And what's crazy is <laughs> Paul... Uh, before because before you know Saul Saul was persecuting Christians he had an encounter with Jesus his name was changed to Paul Paul actually uses this quote in Acts 17 whenever he's before the council of like the Areopagus right and he's yeah. it's crazy because in context um, is this is kind of a side story um, but I actually took a trip to Greece my senior year of college and we Ooh. actually went and we were kind of like, you know, our, our flights kind of got all messed up. So we didn't get to do everything that we had on our itinerary. But it was kind of, it was called the Footsteps of Paul uh, okay. trip. And so we were going to go to like we went to Corinth. Uh, we were going to go to Thessalonica, Thessaloniki. I don't even know how to say it. We we're going to go to all these places. Right. Um, and one of the places we went to, uh, it was, you know, you're familiar with the Pantheon. Pantheon mm -hmm. Temple uh, built and, you know, for, I think, it, it, Greek gods, like, again, myth, mythological false gods, right? This temple that's built for Greek, god, Greek gods. and But here's what's crazy. 
right next to this temple at the very bottom of the hill is the it's it's just a giant rock and it's the last remains of the Areopagus which is wow. where Paul was in Acts 17. And so wow. whenever Paul was saying God does not reside in temples made by man, of course like referring to what Stephen said, which makes yeah. me think that Paul was probably here whenever Stephen was killed because yeah. he probably remembered this. He's directly referring to the, not the Pantheon, the Parthenon. I keep this saying Pantheon. I think it's Parthenon. Right, I, I knew what you meant yes, when you said it, yeah. Parthenon, not the Pantheon, yeah. Parthenon. He's directly referring to the Parthenon because it's right next to the Areopagus. Right? Wow. Because at that time, that was already built. It's crazy. So to wow. actually hear that in context. But yeah, it, like you said, like Stephen says something super offensive to <laughs> yeah. the religious leaders, the Pharisees. God doesn't dwell in the houses made by hands. He doesn't dwell in temples made by hands because like that's like one of their pride and joys is that their temples, right? Where they go and worship they, and everything. They think they think the only place that God dwells is in the temple. Exactly. And so Stephen says right. this and then I'm going to read on uh, yeah, in go verse for 49. Just keep going. Heaven is my throne. Or yeah, it's he says, as the prophet says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house would will you build for me, says the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all of these things? So it's like, yeah, it's so crazy. Anyway, and then he goes on to say in verse 51, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised and hardened ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, referring to Jesus. Righteous one is capitalized here. Whom you now, whom you have now betrayed and murdered, you who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. So he says this, it enrages, enrages the religious leaders. And here's, here's yep. what verse 54 to uh, the end of the chapter says. Now, when they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their they ground their teeth at him. But he being Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven. This is so important. This is so important to grasp. Gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him, being the religious leaders, rushing out at Stephen. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of the young man named Saul. So, yeah, actually, it, it does say that Saul was there. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as they as they were stoning Stephen. This is he, it right this here. This is it. He called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Yes. That's Come it right on. there. So here's here's where going back to Matthew 18, where yeah. two or more gathered uh, in my name, there I am amongst them. 
And we're talking Steven's about by himself unleashing forgiveness. Right. Stephen right. is by himself. There's no other Christians there. Everyone else who is there is there to kill him. Right. No one else there knows the Lord, loves the Lord, is a Christian there. Stephen <laughs> is by himself and he looks up. And so you've got let's count. Let's count on our hands. You've got Stephen. Right. One person. He looks yeah. up and he sees God. That's two. And Jesus. That's three. Standing at the right hand of God. And, and the Holy Spirit is obviously only present. Right. And it says yeah. he's full of the Holy Spirit. That's four. So right. Stephen and God. That's, that's three Jesus, witnesses. And the Holy Spirit. You've got two or three witnesses right there. And of course, they are there in Jesus' name because they are literally the Trinity. It's the Trinity, right? They're For there. Sure. They yeah. are there in Jesus' name. Stephen is by himself, but he's not because Jesus is there. And, and we're two and or Jesus. three are gathered. There I am. There and I am. bam, you know what he says? He says, forgive them. Releasing, loosing forgiveness. Releasing forgiveness. And, and the Lord yes. did it because Saul was present and he loosed forgiveness. Right. Like it says, if you loose on the earth, it will be done in heaven. Whatever you ask. Yeah. Someone is dealing with dealing injustice to you. Whatever you ask, two or three or more gathered there. I am mm -hmm. doing that with you. Yeah. He releases and looses forgiveness and heaven responds yes. because it's real. And Jesus releases forgiveness on Saul. Yes. And, of Tarsus. And it's crazy because literally I'm pretty sure a chapter or two later, that's whenever. Yeah, it's literally chapter nine. Uh that's whenever Saul is converted. Is converted, right? It's it's so insane. Come on. So, and then Saul goes to be one of one of the greatest missionaries in in the Bible, like yeah, preaching the name behind of Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, right behind Jesus. Right, you know, it's it's amazing. And so, right there, that is that's what did it for me. Seeing like, oh, the context of where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am with them. The context of that is forgiveness. And then seeing that actually practically played out in Acts 7 with yeah. Stephen being stoned, it, that was the deal breaker. And right there, it's like, dude, the word, whenever you actually dig and labor for it and dig a little bit deeper, it is so much more powerful than I could ever ask or imagine. And it, it enriches and edifies my soul more yeah. than my preconceived notion that I've had of that verse, right? Because we're yeah. actually seeing it played out. And you're going to see this all the time in the Word. You're, you're going to see all the time how the Word is always constantly referencing and cross-referencing each other. Like even, even Stephen saying, um, do not, in my version, Lord, do not hold the sin against them, right? Yeah. Quoting Jesus on the cross, right? Right. Because he learned that from Jesus. That's right, because he's a disciple. He's a follower of Jesus. Exactly. And, and what's interesting, my my wife is going to love this, and I know my wife, if she's listening, she's going to be like, "Wait, you got to tell him. You got to tell him about Stephen." Mm -hmm. Look at verse. Look at verse fifty-eight. Well, actually, verse fifty-seven. Check this out. Um, verse fifty-seven. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran to him with one accord. And then look, they cast him. Specifically, it says this oh. out of the city. Oh. Uh, yeah. Because uh -huh. because Hebrews chapter thirteen verse um it's one of my favorites. I think Hebrews I think 13. I might know where you're going with this because 
Jesus. I found it. Jesus was also taken out of the city whenever he was crucified. Here's the verse. Hebrews right. 13, 12. Therefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Of course. Yeah. Or yeah, outside yeah, the yeah. city. Yes. So they took Stephen. And they're killing him. They took him outside the city and, yeah. and killed him. And outside the city, he cries out, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Exactly dude, like Jesus, dude. Jesus. Jesus is the greater, the greater Stephen. 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 Stephen has a multitude of sin like all of us. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Stephen had to repent of his sin and turn to the Lord. Jesus didn't have to do that. And Jesus taught Stephen how to do this. So good, man. And by doing so, he followed the Lord. And at his death, Stephen's death is pointing towards the real death that matters most. Not Stephen's death matters most. Jesus' death matters yeah. most in human history. For for Stephen will be present when Jesus takes the scroll in Revelation, and he wasn't worthy to open the scroll, but Jesus oh, was. Oh, of course, yeah. That's so good. That's... You know, you know uh, what is also crazy? Because we're talking, we were also talking about if your brother sins against you, you know, and then, yeah. you know, he hears, you know, you talk to him, he hears you, you gain your brother. Literally, Saul he becomes a Christian a couple chapters later, right? He becomes a brother. He becomes a brother. a brother. So it's like Stephen unleashing forgiveness, even though he didn't get to see, actually experience it in the flesh gained a brother wow which is that which Saul would become Paul and wow. go wow. to spread the name of Jesus that's insane <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy oh well, man this has been this has been absolutely phenomenal i've loved this conversation yeah, so much this is yeah we are actually over an hour right now okay. um i i don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about but man well hey let's let's pray yeah this and, is great uh, and we'll uh, we'll be done for episode two. All right. Well, um, Father, we come before you. We just thank you so much. Thank you for your Son's glory, Jesus. We worship you, the greater version of Stephen. Jesus, we worship you. You are so high and lifted up, and you. We honor you, Jesus above all things, that you would have the preeminence, Lord, in all things. And we thank you, Lord, for opening up Matthew 18 to us. We give you the honor and you the praise, Lord, for giving us wisdom. This is not our yeah. wisdom by any means. You give wisdom freely as a free gift. And so we thank you, Lord, for giving wisdom and revelation as a free gift. And we just give you the glory and praise for giving this to us and letting us look into your glory today and for all those that are listening we honor you we love you jesus and i pray for each one listening to this podcast driving in the car sitting there at your desk at your house yeah running working out wherever you are lord i thank you for your passionate desire and love 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 that you are in love with these individuals that are listening. So great is your love, Lord, towards us. And I pray for all listening that they would 
walk in the spirit walking in the spirit learning in the spirit learning from jesus following close listening to his voice that there'd be a heightened sense of listening to the voice of the lord for everyone listening ears to hear eyes to see we love you so much jesus and we bless you thank you lord amen amen man uh what what an episode this has been uh uh, they're all going to be like this. <laughs> There's going to be something, yeah. you know, the Lord. It's crazy because we were saying before, like, uh, dude, like even in the midst of that, the Lord was revealing something new to us. In right. The midst of that, like we so, came in, we came in with a plan of like, all right, we're going to do Matthew 18 because this is freaking amazing. Yeah. And then the Lord just shows up and just, I mean, I say shows up, but he's already here. Right. He's, <laughs> he's always here. Um, that's just church lingo talking. Um, yeah. But dude, like. Uh, you open yourself to the Lord and especially like whenever you're reading the word and whenever you choose to take the word seriously, it's stuff like this that like is so edifying and it's, it's, it, it is the best. It's, it's, it's the, it's the best thing ever. I, I was, um, yeah. we were talking earlier and we were saying how, um, the Bible is the most oh, abundant right. resource that, we could ever receive that we could ever wow. hold in our hands um on the, wow. on the earth because wow it, it is it's 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 the word of god john one he he is the word it was with god it is god it's alive and <laughs> he is the word and so of course like we had you have we have the word in our hands and we have access to it and the most uh, abundant resource yeah ever yeah so wow. freaking good wow. Well, hey, this has been a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to Experiences Word Podcast. I'm Robert Capuano. Yeah, and I'm Andy Burnett. And uh, we will see you in the next one. Take care, everyone.